We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Start for the win. It's good. Kuchevsky takes flight as SGA plays through the contact, banks it in on the foul. What is up and welcome to the, the, the uncontested podcast post-game edition as the Thunder lose for two games in a row to the Houston Rockets tonight, 114 to 110 in Oklahoma City the last Thunder versus Rockets game of the season. I am your host for the evening, Jacob Niffin. I've got my guy, J.D. Silva, with me tonight. What's up, everybody? We are proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. And we're the official podcast of SI Thunder as well. Make sure to check both of those out. If you're on the live stream tonight, hey, thanks for joining us. If you're listening to this podcast uh, on Thursday after this game. Uh, hey, thanks for downloading our show. We appreciate you. Silva, we have had a lot of people today. So I don't use Spotify, mm-hmm. but I guess today is the day where like all the your your own personal Spotify statistics mm-hmm. come out. Yeah. Spotify wrapped. It's like a holiday. There you National go. Holiday. And we've had a lot of people tweet at us that the uncontested was their number one listen to podcast on Spotify this past year, which is absolutely incredible. And just insanely humbling. If you are one of those people by chance, take a screenshot of that and tweet it at us or Facebook it to us or Instagram it to us or I don't I don't know how TikTok works because I'm an old white man, but <laughs> drop it on TikTok, whatever. Um, we'll send you some stickers. We'd love to send you some stickers. So make that happen. Silva, Let's talk some basketball. The Thunder lose again to the Houston Rockets. I believe that is seven straight losses for the Thunder. 114 to 110. Thunder had a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter in this one uh, and just crapped it away at the end, uh, courtesy of Jayshon Tate, who went for 32 points on 11 of 15 field goals. Um, just really had a huge night for the Rockets. Yeah, Um yeah, Deshaun Tate went off, and uh, the fourth quarter came around, and uh, after that, nothing was the same. It was crazy to me because Deshaun Tate cannot finish with his right hand, and the Thunder just refused to take the left away from him. 
Are you excited to see uh, a bunch of tweets about how Jay Sean Tate is better than Lou Dort after this game? Uh, Jay Sean Tate is also six years older than Lou Dort, so you can miss me with that stuff. Besides Jay Sean Tate, the Thunder played pretty good defensively tonight. I mean, Eric Gordon, three of 12. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. only had 10 points, two rebounds, and one assist after a near triple-double the other night. Uh, Brooks was the the guy that really was a thorn in the Thunder side. Seven of ten, four of seven from three, uh, eighteen points on ten shots. Just incredibly efficient by him tonight. Yeah, the more I watch the game, the more I realize that there are so many players on the Rockets I just don't recognize. Mm-hmm. Like, it, even when I saw Kevin Porter Jr., I was like, uh, I'm not sure I know what that guy actually looked like until now, and I've like watched him play before. Um, yeah. Three-point shooting is what kept the Rockets in it. They shot 40.5%, 15 of 37. The Thunder only shoot 25%, 8 of 32. Um, the, the the big culprit for the Thunder's three-point shooting, two guys. Um, and there's a lot of Thunder stuff we need to jump into. We're kind of all over the place already on this one. There's just so many different things to talk about. Mm-hmm. Drake was at the game for some reason. Superstar Drake is in Oklahoma City on a random Wednesday night to watch two of the worst teams in the NBA play. Um, to his boys from Canada. Yeah, Giddy out tonight being sick. Um, Mike Muscala, Derek Favors, Kenrich Williams, all also out. Lots of rotational pieces out for the Thunder tonight, so Trey Mann gets the start. Shea Gilgis-Alexander has a career high in field goal and free throw attempts. Uh, just a lot of stuff. But I think the big takeaway here, Silva, to, to kind of lead us off is Rockets are now on a four-point lead, or four-point lead, uh, on a four-game win streak. Thunder mm-hmm. are on a six-game, seven-game lose streak. You could say this game uh, was God's plan to tank the Thunder to higher in the standings. You might, yes, we're going to make drink puns all night, so get ready. I already dropped the nothing was the same reference <laughs> earlier in this. We'll, uh, we'll see what we can slip in later on, but... Yeah, honestly, the Thunder are just really tastefully sliding down the standings right now. I had been eyeballing these two games against the Rockets for a while and was kind of hoping we'd lose them both in a in a tasteful way. And we sort of did. You know, it was a, it was an ugly game. Shea was getting his ass kicked all night. And that's oh part of the reason God, why those he got... fouls at the end were insane. Yeah, yeah, that's part of the reason why he got 16 free throw attempts in this game. But uh, yeah, rough, rough game, like rough physical game for sure. Definitely. So if you look at the tank standings now, the Thunder uh, and the reverse standings are fifth, but they have six wins, the same as New Orleans, and only one more than Houston and Orlando. Orlando 5-18, and 18, Houston 5-16, and 16, New Orleans 6-18, and 18, Thunder 6-15. and 15. So there's... It's inspiring. Yes. Now the Thunder have some winnable games coming up, to, uh, starting with tomorrow night against a John Morant-less Memphis Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. Then they have Detroit, who is actually leading the tank standings right now. Um, and then the Toronto Raptors, who have fallen off here recently. So some some winnable games, especially if the Thunder can get some guys back. Like I mentioned Silva, there are lots of storylines and things to talk about this one. So you choose. What's the first thing you want to talk about with this game? I think Darius Baisley just sucks. We can start there. Darius Baisley in his past 10 games. Hold on, I have the stat for you. It's a good stat. 21 21 of 80 from the field in the last 10 games for Darius Baisley. 21 
of 80. That's bad. Yeah. Played played uh 25 minutes tonight, two of six, finished with four points. Are uh, Silva, are we at the point? And and I have some Baisley plays I want to point out here in a second. Are we to the point where they need to make a starting lineup change? I'm I'm definitely getting there. Uh and the trade deadline is, you know, approaching sooner rather than later. And I think the more the season goes he, on, he has and no value get, for a trade. No, he doesn't. It, it would be it, it would be for a guy like that doesn't get any playing time on the end of a bench somewhere or a second round pick, something like that. Yeah, I trade I trade him for a second at this point. I mean, yeah, they they talk about his defense. He got cooked whenever he was on Jay Sean Tate tonight. Um, he does some nice things defensively, but the IQ offensively is so so low. It kills the offense. Two plays I wanted to mention, Silva. First, there was a play there. Both of these were in the fourth quarter. There was a play in the fourth quarter where um, Baisley screened for Shea up at the top of the key. Shea went right and kind of did a little hang dribble and was hanging out kind of on the right wing. Baisley popped out to the left wing. Shea backed it up to ISO. And Baisley's man sunk down below the free throw line to cut off any sort of driving line for Shea Gilgis-Alexander because there is zero threat of him driving to the basket. Or sorry, uh, of Baisley making a play. So they take away Shea's drive to the basket. They're playing like 10 to 15 feet off of Baisley, essentially ignoring him on offense. The other play was in the fourth quarter as well. Shea broke down the defense off the dribble like he did all night. He drove to the basket. The defense collapsed, and Baisley was standing right in the dunker spot. Shea dropped a beautiful pass to Baisley, who head faked and then was about a foot and a half behind the backboard and jumped up off of both feet before he realized, and he was trying to shoot it, and before he realized, I'm on the wrong side of the backboard and was just kind of stuck. And luckily, somebody pushed him and he got fouled. But he didn't even know where he was at on the court, didn't know what to do. They swing the ball to him, and he just sits there and holds it and holds it and holds it and lets the defense get completely reset because he doesn't know what to do. At this point, Baisley is like Andre Robertson, but worse on both ends. Uh, yeah, because Andre knew like when to cut. Like Andre was a good cutter when he was here. Mm-hmm. Baisley just doesn't have that IQ. And I think not having Giddy in the lineup exposed him even more because Giddy just makes guys like Baisley look better and can kind of direct him where to go. One hundred percent pissed off. He's gotten pissed off at him in games before for not cutting when he's supposed to. Or so, for there was one game, was it the Atlanta game where Giddy dropped a dime to Baisley in the dunker spot, who instead of going up with it, dribbled between his legs three times back out to the three point line to try to ISO. Like it's not working I, out. I, I get it if people don't want to start Poku because he's struggled. Um Poku's also nineteen years old and in his second year where mm-hmm. Baisley is 21 years old and in his third year you can put Roby in at the starting four you can slide JRE down to the four you can you can do whatever but Baisley has to lose minutes he needs to be playing if he's playing he needs to be playing off the bench yeah off the bench might help him like yeah maybe, maybe playing against players that are worse can do something for him confidence wise Maybe that's what he needs. He's just bad, man. And he's yeah. he's killing that starting lineup. He's killing the spacing. Um, I mean, shit, Silva. I'm not against doing a starting lineup that's like Shea, Trey Mann, 
Lou Dort, Josh Giddy, and JRE. Played no, Josh at the four and JRE at the five. Uh, yeah. And downsized a little bit in that backcourt or something. Um, they've got to do something, like, though, because Baisley's just bad. Not good. And e- even Roby now, like I'm seeing more that I like from him than I am Baisley. And I didn't think I'd be saying that. Like I, Ro- Roby has actually done some stuff mm-hmm. offensively. Like he has a nice touch around the rim, Hell, I think. When Kenrich is back, start Kenrich in his place. Yeah. You just, just do something because it's not working and he is not good. I mean, yeah. I know they've been talking. Uh, Coach Dagnalt said the other day, we know he's struggling. We're trying to help him out. He's actively harming your team right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't I, have faith that it's going to get better. No. He was just kind of getting in Shea's way at the end, mm-hmm. especially when Shea's trying to like make a play in crunch time. But he's just standing at the top of the key in his way when he's trying to like ISO. Yeah, doesn't know where to go, doesn't know where to be, doesn't know how to play. Just drives to the rim with reckless abandon and throws up some some garbage. It's bad. And there's it a good chance bad. we draft somebody next year that would take minutes from him anyway. Like, yeah, that, at some point on this team, you're going to have to rotate guys out because more young guys are coming in, and Baisley yeah. is one you rotate out. Like you're not extending Darius Baisley at this point. Why would you extend him and pay like, him money, money and pay and have to play him more? Thunder have like 30 picks. Like you only have so many years you can give somebody as an opportunity before you have to move on to someone else. Yeah. Like Lou Dort, only Lou Dort showed what he could be even in his first year. And like, he, he didn't need more, more opportunities than Baisley to show that he could, you know, do something at, yeah. a, at a high school level. And Baisley's in year three and is still struggling to do that. It's bad. And it's time for him to go. That's where I'm at. Yeah. That's where I'm yep. at. Outside, um, I like, I like Trey man. Yeah. I let's talk about Trey man. He gets the, the start tonight with Josh Giddy out. Trey plays 32 minutes, uh, relatively inefficient four of 13 from the field, two of seven from three, uh, two rebounds, no assists, no steals, no blocks, three turnovers, 11 points. But he spaces the floor. He's he's what this team needs as far as a shooter. Now, I like to see Trey Mann handle a little bit more and create off the dribble. Didn't get that opportunity as much tonight. But they're starting the game, spacing the floor, catching and shooting, splashing through threes, being able to move the ball a little bit. There's a lot I really like about Trey Mann. Tonight wasn't his best game, but there's a lot I like about that kid. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. 
Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Yeah, <clears throat> and I, I think the time in the G League has helped him a lot as far as finding confidence on offense. And um, I've noticed Trey Mann has a really easy time, not just creating space like at the perimeter, but driving by guys and finishing with either hand. Um, I really like when he drives left, actually. Mm-hmm. Seems like he's gotten uh, one of the first uh, games where he got major minutes for OKC. He drove left like three, four times in a row and uh, just gets easy buckets for the team. And pretty excited in the coming coming year or two when hopefully we have more shooting on this roster, what what he can do with more space. Definitely. I, I think he was he was fine tonight. Uh, he struggled a little bit, but he it's his first NBA start as well. Um. I kind of like the idea of Trey with the bench lineup a little bit more where he has a little more offensive freedom, mm-hmm. uh, especially when Giddy is back. When Giddy is back, you want the ball primarily in Shea and Josh's hands. And I think Trey is at the best with the ball in his hand, so maybe he's going to be better as a bench guy. Um, and, and maybe this will help us transition, but I still I love that bench backcourt of Trey Mann and Ty Jerome. I was about to say the same thing. I I, I love want, that backcourt. I want to see more of that. Uh, I, I love seeing Trey Mann play off of Ty Jerome. Ty Jerome is looking like more conditioned now. Like he looked kind of a little bit out of shape as the season started, but he's looking a lot better. He's still not the most athletic. He's not the most athletic guy on the court, but he's just really good at basketball. Like with with the tools that he has. Uh, Sixteen minutes tonight. Five of seven from the field for 11 points. He was 0 of 1 from three, 1 of 1 from the free throw line. Was getting downhill, was making layups. Um, He just, he's a gamer, man. He's got a lot of sauce. He's so much fun. He competes really, really hard. He's very intelligent on the offensive end. To me, Ty Jerome is the type of player the Thunder have been targeting. These kind of, maybe they're not super athletic, but they're very high IQ type of players. Kind of like JRE is like the archetypal four you'd want on this roster. I think Ty Jerome is kind of the the reliable like guard you would want coming off mm-hmm. the bench or you know playing paying spot starter minutes for us. And he's got road. range, he, which, yeah, which they need. He's he got range. Ready. You have Trey who can shoot and who can create. I just I think that's a very dynamic uh, bench backcourt that I'd like to see get more minutes together. Yeah, and I think. With the way Teo Maladon's been playing, Teo Maladon has been playing, uh, I would expect that to happen. Yeah. Teo, eight minutes tonight. I think that's primarily a product from um, the the lack of bodies that the Thunder had tonight. Eight minutes, three turnovers. Yeah. Uh, Alexei Pokashevsky, also only eight minutes tonight. Two of four from the field, two rebounds, an assist, a steal, a block. Um, I'm surprised he didn't get as many minutes because I thought the minutes that he did play, he did pretty nice in as far as uh creating Mm -hmm. um he had a really nice pass he finished decently uh again uh two of four right he had a a putback on a lou miss and then uh caught a really nice pass from roby and hit a little floater 
Um, I'd like to see Poku continue to get opportunities. Uh, it can't be any worse than Darius Baisley. No. And Poku's three-point shot is looking rough lately, but I do like his activity around the basket. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he especially surprises people with uh, like offensive rebounds and putbacks, like you said. Yeah, definitely. And defensively, I don't think he's been awful. I think he tries to protect the rim, and even though he doesn't have quick feet, he's able to run guys off the three-point line and force them into the teeth of the defense and then get back and recover. Like He's not closing out, getting guys to not shoot, and then shuffling his feet to like cut off drives, but at least he's getting shooters off the three-point line, which is nice. Um, there's something there with Poku, and it's going to take a while. We knew this uh, the day they drafted him. We knew this. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to see him continue to get some opportunities there. Um, like I said, it can't be worse than Darius Baisley. Yeah, I want to see Poku like combine some of the all, all the sauce he was showing in his first year, uh, all, like more of the off the dribble stuff with like the more uh, glue guy, fill in the blank type of player that he has that he's shown For he sure. can't be this season. For sure. All right. Well, we've buried the lead long enough. Let's talk about Shea Gilgis Alexander. Oh yeah, thirty-eight minutes, twelve of twenty-six from the field, one of eight from three, fourteen of sixteen from the free throw line, four rebounds, two assists, a block. Uh, a game high 39 points uh just i think two or three points off of his career high i mentioned it earlier career high in field goal attempts and free throw attempts shea was living at the rim tonight silva yeah and even like he did not care who was guarding the rim for them I mean, they don't really have a like a great rim protector like christian wood and shangu and other guys back there i guess but shea did not care he was just driving and driving and driving and he was i think he kind of realized that the shot's not falling for anybody tonight, which is probably why he had the the two assists. And obviously, mm-hmm. guys like he was dumping it off to, like uh, Baisley, were struggling to finish. So it, uh, he just kept driving, like you said, and did super well and drew a ton of fouls. I the the two assists are a little misleading. Yeah. I thought he had a handful of really, really nice interior passes mm-hmm. uh, where that guys either missed or guys got fouled on and then went to the free throw line, which I think is dumb. I think those should count for assists. Um, but what do I know? But I, I think the two assists are a little misleading on his playmaking tonight. Yeah, um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see like a, our next injury report come out and say Shea Gildas Alexander limited at practice because of X, Y, and Z from how many times he hit the ground in this. I, th- I thought he got concussed tonight on the yeah. uh, on the Daniel Tice foul. His head yeah. bounced off the floor and he laid there for a while. I thought he got concussed. Yeah, and then immediately af- after uh, number twenty five, what was his name? Number 25 from there. I forget who it was. You could say after the the rough night two nights ago against Houston that Shea was out here looking for revenge. Uh, Yeah, and tonight he was on his worst behavior. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're pretty good at this, Silva. I enjoy Uh, it. I enjoy it. Um, The three-point shot still not going in for Shea. No. The one he made tonight was a catch-and-shoot, which I liked a lot. I like Shea shooting catch-and-shoot threes. Um, I know he's been working a lot on the step back and eventually it'll fall. Um, uh, but it feels like those are very forced right now. And mm-hmm. again, I like it more when he plays within the flow of the offense. I think that's easier for him when Josh is out there helping play make for him. Um, Lake in the chat says that three of those passes that Shea had tonight that led to fouls for some of his best of the year. I would mm-hmm. totally agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, he passed really well out of double teams, but again, it's hard for Shea because I mentioned it earlier when Darius Baisley's man is playing 15 feet off of him just with both feet on the free throw line, tempting Shea to drive into traffic. I mean, it makes efficiency hard for anybody. 
Yeah, this is kind of the uh, F around and find out year for Shea as far as uh, taking step back threes, trying uh, fancy passes off the dribble. So I'm not I'm not going to be totally concerned with Shea's overall like true shooting percentage, uh, specifically his three point percentage. I think he's closer to the shooter he was last year. The, I think he was 40, a little bit 40%, maybe right at 40%. Mm-hmm. I think he's closer to that guy uh, percentage wise, but this year with the spacing he has, and with being this team's like very clear number one option on O, I don't I don't mind him trying to work on his step backs because, like you said, it's looked good most of the year. Yeah, yeah, the, the shot looks good. There's a lot of them that just rim out, and mm-hmm. it, it sucks. But the, the shot that he hit at the very end of the game as the clock expired rimmed right out. Yeah, I mean they're right there and they're just not falling. Um, mm-hmm. Jeremiah Robinson Earl tonight Silva, twelve points, nine rebounds, four assists, a steal. Um, just want to throw out another random stat line here. Alperin Shengun, 13 minutes, five points, uh, two rebounds, four assists. Yeah. I'm not comparing I'm, things, but maybe I'm comparing things. Oh, I'm looking for any Shengun slander I can find. So if anybody has that, send it my way. No, I thought JRE was fine tonight. Um, it also helped that Christian Wood got injured and didn't play much at all mm-hmm. because Christian Wood um, kind of abused jeremiah robinson earl the other night but tonight when christian wood did play jeremiah had a really nice move where he did a head fake and he drove in and backed robinson or he backed christian wood down and basically just big bodied him and pushed him out of the way and hit a layup i was really surprised by that like jre is just a, such a savvy basketball player I, mm-hmm. I think of him as like a catch and shoot guy or like a put back finisher but he does have moves close to the basket like he can play the center low post position when he needs to there's so much Nick Collison in him. It's absurd. So much. So it's absurd. Much. I'm telling you, Giddy and JRE are the next Harden Collison two man oh, game. I it's just that. they they play just like that. Um, anybody else we need to talk about? I mean, Lou Dort tonight, seven of 13, 19 points, four of eight from three. Lou shooting, coming back around, two rebounds, four assists, two steals, a block. Um, that defense on that second to last possession on Eric Gordon. Mm-hmm. I mean, just smothering. It's like smothered him. I mean, it, it's I don't even know a good example for this. It's it's your hash browns at Waffle House, smothered, covered, and I don't know what else type of hash looks like, browns. It looked do. like you dropped like eight weighted blankets on top of Eric Gordon on that. Yeah, I play. mean, he just was in his airspace. I mean, and this has become a staple for Lou Dort late game situations. Mm-hmm. Just your just best player isn't going to be able to get what he wants because Lou is going to be up in his grill. Yeah, LeBron, Harden, Eric Gordon. Yep. It's uh it's pretty impressive. He did it to, to Bradley Beal the other night as well. Mm-hmm. Um just really impressive stuff from Lou. The offense continues to come around. Uh like I mentioned tonight, four of eight from three. Um that's good, but then that means he went three uh well, I guess three of five from inside the arc, which isn't bad either. One of two from the free throw line. Uh he's just been more efficient. And I, yeah. I, we've talked about it a lot on this show. He's going to get paid. Yeah. He's going to, um, he's going to make his money. He's going to get 18 to $21 million a year. It'll be deserved. Uh, very deserved. Um, I mean, it, it just, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I'll say if, uh, if Baisley is referred to as the tank commander, can Aaron Wiggins be like the tank Lieutenant? Because he had five thousand ten minutes tonight. I love it. Hey, you got to spend them somewhere. Got to spend them cash out so 
Silva, we'll keep this one short because the the Thunder play again in less than 24 hours out in Memphis, Tennessee against, mm-hmm. like I mentioned earlier, a jaw Morantless Memphis Grizzlies. You think the Thunder get the win tomorrow night? No, I don't. I don't, and I'm okay with that. I'm at peace with that. I said earlier in the season, win a week. Maybe mm-hmm. tomorrow's their one for the week. I'm Might looking happen. forward to the uh, Baisley matching up on Jaron Jackson. Don't talk to me about that. I hope Baisley has to sit tomorrow night, or they finally decide to start somebody yeah. else tomorrow night. Maybe Giddy passes his sickness to Baisley. Hopefully Giddy is healthy tomorrow and is able to play. Yeah. All right, we're going to keep this one short because we got another podcast coming your guys' way in 24 hours. Again, like I said at the beginning of the show, if you uh, your most listened to podcast on Spotify was The Uncontested, you should DM that to us or tag us on Twitter so we can send you uh, free stickers. Also, drop a five-star rating on our show. We'll also send you free stickers for that as well. You just got to DM it to us. With that being said, thank you for joining the live stream. Thank you for listening to the podcast version of this. Once again, the Thunder drop number seven in a row to the Houston Rockets, 114 to 110. Drake was in attendance, though. Lincoln Riley leaves town. Drake comes in.